Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Outkick 360 across the Outkick Network, live from the 6th and Peabody Studios in downtown Nashville with Yeehaw Brewing Company, uh, the distillery here for Old Smoky Moonshine, and much, much more. Come grab lunch, grab a drink, uh, check out the shop, check out the studio while you're here, right behind the Music City Center at 6th and Peabody, outdoor beer garden, and much, much more. Uh, just down the road from us over the weekend, uh, a devastating flood where over 17 inches, 17 and a half inches of water fell, uh, rain fell uh, over a 24-hour period and much more over a six-hour period uh, at that setting records and uh, taking lives of 20 uh, confirmed dead at this point uh, in the Waverly area and beyond. And uh, Chad, you have details on how we're going to help out the Waverly football team because right now their home stadium is underwater. Uh, the fences have been completely washed away uh, along with all the equipment that was around there. Anything outdoors uh, is, is completely gone. And uh, they're in need of some help to get their season back underway if possible. Yeah, and I'm, I'm reading right now uh, a post from Matt Corbin in our YouTube chat that says, I live near Waverly, and I can tell you pictures and videos don't do it justice. This will be a long-term problem for a long time. Look, we are a sports show. Uh, specifically, we're a football show. We're going to talk about football every day. Um, so we want to find a way, and we were thinking of ways that we could help out a football situation that's connected to this tragedy in Humphreys County, in Waverly, Tennessee, and that is by supporting the Waverly football program because Waverly football, along with a lot of their athletics, was completely underwater uh, because of this. And they're in the middle, uh, they just started last week, of a high school football season. They have canceled their game this week for obvious reasons. They're trying to get their feet underneath them right now. Their players are all contributing across the community they are volunteering their efforts in a number of places, which I think is very admirable. So we are looking for a way to adopt the Waverly football team as the OutKick 360 slash OutKick high school football team this year. And how we're going to do that is by, first off, giving you the route to contribute to a Venmo that's been set up by their booster club, where if you've got $5, if you've got $500, you can donate now. If you go to any of our social media, Instagram, Twitter, Ellie Sylvia, our production assistant, has posted everywhere. There is a code there where you can scan it. You can donate immediately for the cause. Please do that. Here's something else we're going to do. We've got an after party coming up. And Lance, if you can flash that on the screen right now for people, it's going to be in Knoxville next Thursday. We're going to be at Uptown Bar and Grill in Knoxville after the Tennessee Bowling Green game. Now, a big part of this event is going to be a VIP operation for the after party. And with VIP, you're gonna get free food and drinks at this. Here's what we're gonna do. If you can bring $50 cash, $50 plus cash donation, you can come up to our show next Thursday from three to six. 
You can donate at the door when you get to the venue on Thursday night. If you're a Tennessee fan, you're going to this game, you're in Knoxville. If you donate that, you're going to get a wristband. You're going to be a VIP. It is going to be well worth your time at this event. We're going to have a lot of fun. If you give us $25 plus, then you're going to get a t-shirt of your choosing at this event, courtesy of OutKick. We hope people donate. We're going to continue to spread the word about this. There's going to be another big announcement next Thursday as to how we're going to make this donation even bigger than it'll be with your help. There's going to be help from us. There's going to be help from OutKick. There's going to be help from Fox Sports. And we want to save the Waverly football season, and we hope we can do so in short order. But it all starts with our great viewers out there. Bring in that volunteer spirit. We're going to be having an after party at a Tennessee Volunteers football game. And that's what this state does better than any other state. We volunteer, we pitch in when someone's in need. The Waverly football program, everyone in that Humphreys County community, they're in need right now. They need your help. Again, go to our social media feeds, at Outkick360, Instagram, and on Twitter. You can donate there to that URL code. And again, we're going to have a chance to give some cash donations and raise money next Thursday at Uptown Bar and Grill on Cumberland Avenue in Knoxville. And I want to point out, it's, it goes beyond just the Knoxville show. We will be doing things here at 6th and Peabody as well that we will soon announce on how uh, the venues here, how Yeehaw and Old Smokey are also doing things uh, for the area to help them out. Uh, and, and, and certainly, we, we, we are uh, r really pumped to do some things in Knoxville next Thursday. Uh, to do the exact same thing as uh, I like how you put it yesterday, Chad, on Twitter. We're, we're adopting the Waverly football team. Yeah, we're all Waverly Tigers now on this show, and uh, we'll be rooting them on. And I know, again, you know, I'm, I'm talking to Randall Bolden, their head coach, and texting with him the last couple of days and asking him about the status of their season. He said, you know, we decided to go ahead and call it call it quits for this week, and we're not going to play a game with everything going on. And the main reason for that is because his kids – are out in the community helping other families and helping people. And look, these, these players have been affected by this. They know the, the 21 dead. They know the 20 missing. They're connected with families on the team uh, with people affected by it. So we want to help in any small way we can. And again, um, your help is, is greatly needed in this. And we're going to announce some other donations mm -hmm. coming up very soon. And uh, look, a football game in the wake of, of what they've lost there is, is not the biggest thing by any means. But we've seen time and time again when a community suffers a big loss um, of, of human life, uh, of, of property and damage and going through these insurance claims and stuff, kids getting together to play and a community having a couple hours to rally around that can be a real comfort and a real rallying. And a distraction. And a distraction, exactly. And so that we can collectively, us with you, um, help provide that, uh, you know, it's somewhat gratifying. And uh, that's the little bit that we can do. And so we realize the context of that, absolutely. But uh, it's no small thing. So let's help them have, have that distraction and, uh, and rallying point. Well, and it's a good point, Paul, in that there's so much that needs to be done. And there's been loss of life. There's been a lot of loss of property with this, the football program and school included. So we keep all of them in mind. Um, this is our avenue and our way to help that community. And Waverly Athletics, a big part of that Humphreys County community. 
Um, but you're absolutely right. There are tons of ways you can help, and there is a lot of help needed in Humphreys County, and this is our avenue and our way of helping what is a big part of that community. And again, we need your help also. Uh, hit us up on Twitter. You can find details about this and much more at Outkick360. You can subscribe on the YouTube channel as well. Uh, you have until next Tuesday, August 31st, is when we will be drawing a winner for all subscribers. One lucky subscriber wins the Sony and Hertz Odyssey prize pack. You see everything uh, on the screen there. You get the full car stereo system from Sony and Hertz Odyssey. All you do is subscribe to the Outkick 360 channel on YouTube. You ring the bell so that you know we go live each and every day. Uh, this week, we start at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, starting next week, live at 3 Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, across the Outkick network. And on Tuesday, we draw a winner from the subscriber base to win the Sony and Hertz Odyssey prize pack. Straight ahead, we discuss the Tennessee Volunteers and the NCAA investigation of the program, which it sounds like may be coming to an end sooner rather than later. Details there, plus details from offensive coordinator Todd Downing and quarterback Ryan Tannehill on what they have seen in the limited work with Julio Jones. That's all coming up. Hutton, we, we love food on this show, right? You're right. I've right. got Vanderbilt food details that just came down oh. also that we can discuss. Interesting. Also details on how you can see better, look better with Toyo's Clinic. Dr. Rolando Toyo's helps you see better. And David Reed, Dr. Melissa Toyo's helps you look better. Absolutely, she does. And just like her husband, she uses the latest technology when it comes to hair restoration. I speak from experience when I talk about the old-fashioned strip uh, method. You don't want that. It leaves you with a big, ugly scar on the back of your head. That's not what's going on over at the Toyos Clinic. They use smart graft technology, a completely natural look because it's your own hair used to fill in those balding spots wherever they are. Minimal scarring. It's a day procedure. You're in and out. Most people People are returned to their normal activities within a day so the downtime is is not as bad as the old procedures and look it's it's you'll walk into that clinic you'll feel comfortable and at ease with dr melissa toyos because she's done thousands and thousands of smart graft technology uh, procedures over the course of her career here in nashville look it's very simple you get the natural results there's no linear scar in and out in the same day you will not regret making that decision to look better with dr melissa toyos at the toyos clinic don't let eyesight or hair growth troubles hold you back. Call 888-315-3937 to schedule your LASIK or hair restoration consultation today with Toyo's Clinic. So Outkick 360 is back. We are live from the 6th and Peabody Studios. David Reed, the chairman of the board, Lance Lee making it happen uh, and also doing Jakob Swanson's uh, job today as a well-deserved day off. Uh, so are we actually, Chad, nearing the end of an investigation on the Hill, on Rocky Top? Is the NCAA about to wrap things up, finally, for the University of Tennessee? God, I hope so. But uh, David Ubbin has some good reporting at The Athletic today where he goes into detail that Tennessee has a plan in place where they wanted to get this done out of the way, submit their findings to the NCAA before the first game of the season, which is next week. Mm -hmm. If that happens, they will have this thing done within the next week. Uh, he also reports that the last interviews happened in early July. So they have not interviewed anyone 
since the 1st of July. That would lead you to believe the investigation part is done. It's more compiling everything now to turn over to the NCAA. Now, the one holdup that Ubbin writes about could be that Tennessee is debating internally on what their self-imposed punishment should be. The one that he put out there was a one-year bowl ban with a, a few scholarships reduced and maybe a little bit of recruiting limitation in terms of visits uh, would be the self-imposed punishment. Why would they still be debating that? Shouldn't they have had that all Well, here's now? why you debate it, because you're just two weeks removed from Baylor getting nothing. So if I'm in that athletic department, Paul, I'm saying, why are we self-imposing a bowl ban? Well, what the, why are we self-imposing a bowl ban for doing something that's pretty much allowed now with guys getting compensated when we're talking about an extra night's hotel stay uh, and some meals that were provided? for guys, right? I, I mean, look, Tennessee may very well self-impose their own bowl ban by not winning six games right. this year, so it may not matter, but I, I do think that there needs to be some debate on whether or not they even do that for one I, year. I'm just saying I think they should have, in all of this time, have laid out if this, then this, if this, then this, if this, then this, if this, then this, and had that all mapped out so when the time came, they could just go, okay, we look on our chart, boom, here's what we're doing. Well, the, the problem with all this is it's just so inconsistent. It's, I think it's hard to map things out because on one hand, you have what they handed down at Baylor, which took years. And they, meanwhile, you have Buzz Williams, head coach at Texas A&M, who was just suspended two games for very minor recruiting violations. And right down the road, Will Wade is still the head coach at LSU. So how do you determine what, how you do if this but that? Because they go back and forth and jump around on decisions You're right. team it's, by team. It's so inconsistent. Well, here's the other thing, too. So Tennessee axed an entire coaching staff, basically, right? They, they fired their head coach with cause. They fired a bunch of recruiting staffers who were at-will employees. So that's Tennessee saying, these violations are really serious. Because we fired our coach with cause. We're not paying him $12.5 million. We all know the real reason they did that. It's because they didn't want him to be the coach anymore, and they didn't want to pay him the money to walk right. away, so they found a reason to do it. But there's also mixed messages in that. So you're then telling the NCAA, we don't even deserve a one-year bowl ban for these minor violations that were committed. But, yeah, we fired our entire staff because of them. Now, the flip side of that is you go to you're the NCAA right. and say, look, we, we self-imposed a lot here. We take it seriously. We fired the man responsible for it and the people responsible for it. We fired Jeremy Pruitt. We fired Brian Niedermeyer. We fired these recruiting staffers. So we take it seriously, and it cost them their job. We move forward with new people because we take it seriously. We don't need to then also impose a one-year bowl ban on top of punishing ourselves by firing Jeremy Pruitt and his staff yeah. also, you right? You have to set the dial, how much did we fire them to satisfy them? We fired them 65% because of this stuff and the rest because we didn't want them back anymore. But then you're also protecting yourself on the, uh, what Pruitt's gonna get on his lawsuit stuff. It's pretty kind of like measuring the dials. Look, I'm no attorney, and I've never been accused of being smart enough to be an attorney. No, you have not. But, but I know a lot about arguing and making the right argument. And if I am preparing a document from Tennessee to the NCAA, who has they've been, they've been riding shotgun throughout this entire investigation. They know all. They've been on an, in on every interview. 
They've gone through the whole process with you. It is a very short and sweet document that lays out to the NCAA that given the recent climate, Supreme Court rulings, NIL legislation, everything else going on in college sports, Baylor. while we acknowledge that we were operating outside of the NCAA rules under Jeremy Pruitt's regime, and we take those rules seriously, we take it so seriously that we fired the entire staff to move on and get with people that we are paying to win, but also play by the rules. Given all of that, given us taking you seriously, walking you through this process, we feel that firing our entire staff, getting rid of that problem, and eliminating two or three scholarships, whatever it may be, that that's enough of a penalty. We consider this matter closed. You're in on everything that's happened. You know it as well as we do. We're ready to move forward now with this being the violation. I think a one-year bowl ban, which honestly I believe Tennessee will end up self-imposing and the NCAA will be okay with it, I think the one-year bowl ban is a stretch. I don't think they have to do it, do you say considering there, everything that's going on. Do you say in there also that we've taken a hit in recruiting as, as our competition has uh, laid out that we were going to get hit in a way that we're not going to get hit? So we've suffered some in recruiting with this hanging over our heads? Yes. Yeah, I lay that out there as well. And, and I mean, look, you, it, the argument here is there are one of two ways to go about this with you guys. We have always taken the approach of we call you when there's a problem. We allow you in on the interviews. We're not shutting you out. We take your authority Patience. seriously. We're patient with it. We're not calling you out in the media. We're not talking down to the NCAA to everyone, or there's the LSU will wait approach. Now, which do you prefer? Now, what message are you sending if we get hammered by you and you don't take our recommendation for a self-imposed penalty, and then you allow everything else to go on at other places? I, look, I think that's a very simple argument to be laid out by Tennessee, and it's what needs to be done. And I'm, I am encouraged by the fact that Dave Ubbin is laying out the plan is to get this done before the first game. So they can announce the penalty next week leading up to the game and possibly be done with it. Now, the NCAA, I think, gets two or three months to take in everything Tennessee sends them and then decide whether or not they approve or disapprove of the self-imposed sanctions. So it's not going to be completely over, even if Tennessee turns it over in the next week. But you're a heck of a lot closer to being done. Chad, I, I hesitate to uh, – look – I'm, I'm torn between what Tennessee should do and what I also would recommend they do. Like, I, I, I am one that, that does feel as though rules and regulations need to be in place for the NCAA. I'm all for the law and order aspect of things. But there, there needs to be a cut and dry rule where all programs are, are treated equally. And, and I don't think you get to that point. We didn't have that prior to the NCAA taking a back seat to NIL. But what, what if I'm Tennessee, and I, I've mentioned this in the past, I would call Greg Sankey and say, where are we headed as a conference? Are we about to be the law and order? Are, are we going to be regulated by conference instead of by the governing body of the NCAA? Which, right now, they're already trending in that direction. If that's the case, and you're headed in that direction, I defer to what Sankey and the SEC would require and what they would want the punishment to be, and I would reference that in my statement. I would say Greg Sankey and the Southeastern Conference have recommended we do this. 
because if you do if if you drop Sankey in the SEC in your argument, it's game over. Will because the SEC rules now, the roost. Will if Sankey, you say this is what Sankey and the SEC office has recommended our punishment be, if you're the NCAA, how do you combat that? But do you think Sankey goes that far at this stage? Because that's Greg really, Sankey has already claimed the post of president and ruler of college sports. Well, I, I understand that, but is he going to do that? In the NCAA's face well, for everything the, else that's one, going on, or is that over-meddling on stuff that he doesn't need to be involved in at this stage? Here's the one conceivable uh, problem with what you're laying out there, Hutton, and I, I agree with most everything you're saying, but Greg Sankey works for the SEC coaches and, and chancellors. So while the sporting public does not give a damn anymore about Tennessee paying for an extra hotel stay right. for the parents of their, their players because it's complete, no one cares about players getting paid anymore. The government doesn't care about players getting paid. The Supreme Court doesn't care about it. Regardless, the people who care are Georgia and Alabama and Florida sure. and namely Georgia and Kirby Smart who hates Jeremy Pruitt who may feel like Jeremy Pruitt did something above and beyond what Kirby Smart's doing to get a recruit out of the state of Georgia to Tennessee. So while I'm with you, Greg Sankey needs to listen to Tennessee and the powers because they are one of the schools that's in the SEC. I do think he could be hearing it from some other schools. Now, on the other no, side no, of no that is... No different than Goodell. The other side of that is, though... Yes. No different what, than Goodell. What, what is your legitimate argument? Like, what is your legitimate gripe with Tennessee right now? If you are an SEC school, they've sucked. Yeah. It's not cost you a thing. If you're Georgia, Tennessee getting a couple guys out of South Georgia has not cost you a damn thing. You continue to obliterate them on the football field. But you could still it would not be like one them. thing if Tennessee, uh, a la Hugh Freeze and Old Miss, bought and paid for a recruiting class and started beating Alabama. And then the rest of the league gets up in arms because Tennessee's going way above and beyond everyone else. And here's the other dirty little secret. Tennessee ain't going above and beyond Georgia or Alabama or Florida or anyone else. And Kirby Smart knows you it. You could still not like You could argue that all you want, but they know it. make sure they're never getting close. Keep them at arm's length. Of Keep course. them at the kids' table. But again, if you're Greg Sankey and you're all-powerful, which I think he is right now yes. in a lot of ways in college sports – you have to be logical and rational about this and say, guys. I don't want to get involved in all of this stuff you know, because I'm going to mediate all this little stuff between if you. If Tennessee started winning the SEC East every year under Jeremy Pruitt in year two, and they're, they're going in and raiding your states for guys, and we have all this information about bag men and bags of cash and everything else, which, by the way, is a complete lie about the McDonald's bags of cash. But if you have all this, then yes, I'm siding with these other member institution coaches because Tennessee has done something above and beyond, but they haven't. So I just don't know. Again, if you're Greg Sankey and you're, you're, you're trying to listen to rational arguments, Tennessee hasn't had enough success for people to be mad at Tennessee or angry. I don't think people who hate Tennessee, Vandy fans that we talk to who hate Tennessee, they don't even care about what Tennessee's alleged to have done. In this case, no one cares. So why should Tennessee care so much? Here's a question I don't know that we've pondered. Like, should the Vols maybe not care about concluding this? Baylor didn't care about concluding their thing. LSU doesn't give a damn about concluding their thing. Arizona State didn't. Uh, let, I, I mean, the, the downside is that somebody's poking holes in you recruiting-wise, but these other schools have survived 
and overcome that. You just sit back and pretend like it doesn't exist, like these other schools have done, and they've managed. I mean, Baylor look, I, just won won the basketball, right? Yes. I mean, so you just go like, what are you talking about? We're just going about our business. Five years later, maybe we'll get a verdict. And you could go the other direction. Now, UT, I kind of respect because they're not doing that. But in this day and age, it seems to be a pretty effective thing to be well, like, like no... just go like this. Like, what? Huh? But there's no... What, an investigation? But... What? We're just going about our thing here. We're playing ball. Here's the difference, though. Uh, the other schools we're talking about that take this long, there was no cooperation with the NCAA. So it took the NCAA a long time to to investigate, but also Baylor we'll just go, wasn't allowing the NCAA to, to ride shotgun. They did their own internal investigation, but the fact that the NCAA has been right there with Tennessee this whole time, they know they're done. They haven't been called in any other Zoom meetings for interviews. They were done in early July. So there's no reason to wait now that they know that part of it's done. But they, if uh, could they or should they maybe have played it that way from the beginning? I think Tennessee should have denied, denied, denied. Nixonian. They should have gone LSU. They couldn't do that. Because they wanted to get rid of their coach. Right. But they could have e- just could have as just easily fired him, fired him and like kept everything fire. else. Just like all their other fires. They don't, they don't want to pay him $8 million. It's cheaper to not deny, to just admit, admit, admit. Right now, they're only spending $700,000 on the investigation. They're, yes, only. and they're also going to have to pay pretty much the entire buyout when all said and done because they're about to get sued well that's because the ncaa is going to let them off the hook here um that they didn't going back go rewinding a few months it was going to be not a death knell but it was it was going to be harsh and and now it's 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 just like not expecting anything tennessee but tennessee's tennessee's recourse to that is we fired them because it's serious, but that was the serious punishment. We got rid of the problem because we take your NCAA rules seriously. So whatever the punishment, that was our punishment. We reset our football program after three years, and we went into this investigation. We paid a million dollars in legal fees to get to the root of it, and that staff was the root of the problem, and they're gone, so now we're not going to self-impose a bowl bin. That's the, that's the response from Tennessee. Can the NCAA come back and say, though, if he was winning, you would have been fine with it. You fired him because you hated him. I mean, they can say whatever they want, and, and we all know what the truth is about it, but it's still... It's not a penalty, it's, it's a reward. Just, it's you got so rid of dumb a guy wearing a bush I mean, guy who didn't know what he was doing. It's just right. silly that we're still sitting here talking about this. And, I, and I'm not saying that... You know, Tennessee's going to go a lot faster than Baylor, who you brought up, or these other schools, but... I mean, what are we talking about? We're talking about major college football where guys are signing six-figure, seven-figure NIL deals, and we're talking about a few extra nights at a hotel or uh, another dinner at Ruth's Chris. (laughs) I mean, what what are we doing? A lot of schools are not talking about those things. If the NCAA is going to continue down this road, or Tennessee is, Danny White or someone has to have the common sense to stand up and say, guys, there are bigger issues out there. And we have been a willing participant in this, but we've got to be done with it. And also, I can't help but think there, there has to be further details with it. How many interviews does it take to discuss a dinner, an extra dinner at Ruth Chris? Um, if that's all it was, why does Don DePlowman care what's being discussed in the media through her athletic director? 
Why is she worried about her AD slipping up with the messaging? Because if up, it's just an extra dinner at Ruth Chris. Because uptight managers yeah, well, have she's, to control things. That's academia. I mean, they're so worried about protocol and everything else that that's, that's what they're following. concerned with. They don't live in the reality of major college sports. Donda Plowman doesn't live in that world. Danny White does. So Danny White knows what's okay to say and what's okay not to say. And, and he what he said was totally fine, a, but... Took his risk for a wrist slap. Yes. I, uh, I, I, there, I, I would love to be a fly on the wall to find out, like, again, why spend so much money and time on minor recruiting violations? If that's all it was. If it's, it's an not, extra hotel stay or a dinner. It's not, but again, it's not minor Why recruiting Why keep Brian Maurer around? But, in the, but this is the problem with the NCAA, though. Brian. It's not those. It's, we're saying it's minor because we have a brain. It's not minor to the NCAA. These are major infractions by the NCAA. These are not little things by their rules. But to us, because we're knowledgeable of the system and how major college sports works, it's ridiculous right. that we're talking about it. And everyone knows that now, except... Apparently, the NCAA. But it, it's but what we're saying is it was a major violation in March, and by August, it's a minor violation on the optics of where college athletics is in the in the in the mind of the Supreme Court ruling with NIL, and to me, a greater optics in how the NCAA has removed itself from policing and and overseeing name, image, likeness for recruiting and for college campuses. They've put it on the campus, they put it on the university, they have put it on the conference individually. To, to me, it's, it's, it's a major violation six months ago and it's turned minor because of how the NCAA has handled the, the recent judging of individual universities. So I, I guess I'm saying both things here, Chad. It, it was a level one infraction and now it's laughable. Well, it's, yes. So. You're spot on. The changing times has changed the narrative with this and maybe what the penalty should be for Tennessee because of everything that's happened since they fired Jeremy Pruitt and since this was all announced in December uh, that they were investigating themselves. That is part of it. The other part of it is Tennessee fired everyone responsible. You know, they're not, they're not going to hold the future administration and those players responsible people responsible and honestly if you look at a lot of the people interviewed in this the players that receive some improper benefits they're not there anymore they transferred to oklahoma most of them that were the biggest part <laughs> yeah, of this investigation right. so i mean that's half the roster and the NCAA is not going to come back and make them ineligible at oklahoma nor should they because they're not going to get involved with that also tennessee has hurt themselves time and time again their own self-punishment thus far to me has been enough I think to announce a self-imposed one-year bowl ban, which whatever in the grand scheme of things, right. is still too what is, much. What does it matter, though, for this year? I think that it doesn't matter to us on the outside because we're talking about one less game in December. You're saying you're setting a in precedent. In Charlotte. Well, it's, it's not just setting, because I don't think there's any precedent to be set with the NCAA because they no longer matter. So it doesn't really matter what you do or say with them. But I do think that there are probably some super seniors on that team and some fifth-year guys that, that does hurt morale. If you come out and say, you know, you, this season doesn't matter. We're self-imposing this year. Well, hell, that's my last year. Thanks. You know, yeah. I, I, yeah. Came back okay, for, I came back for one shot at success, and, you know, we haven't played a game yet. We're undefeated right now. I'd like to go into the season thinking we can do some things and accomplish something and go to a nice bowl game. 
So I do think that there is a shot to morale with probably more of the older guys on your roster as opposed to the younger guys who wouldn't care as much. Coming up, uh, a morale boost on the practice field with Julio Jones. We'll, we'll discuss that uh, with the Tennessee Titans and what the offensive coordinator, what the quarterback had to say yesterday about Julio. And some other quarterback jobs have been determined across the NFL. Named starters for week one. We'll give you those names next on OutKick 360. Outkick 360's daily parlay, and I'll tell you where I'm going. Major League Baseball and the over-unders tonight. Um, look, the Orioles at some point have to win. I don't think they're winning tonight. Otani's on the mound pitching for the Angels in Baltimore. It's a 6.06 first pitch, but I am taking the over eight and a half runs in that game. Uh, I strike that. That's going to be over nine and a half runs right now at FanDuel.com slash OK360. Over nine and a half for Angels Orioles. Did you just affect the line with your bet? Uh, Did you yeah, place the over, bet then it's it over nine and a half. Run? Over nine and a half. Under eight runs with Tampa Bay and Philly. Uh, based on the pitching matchup there, I'm going under. Uh, Vegas also thinks it's under based on the odds right now. That was also a three to one game last night. It's a low, low scoring. Score. And over eight runs with the Dodgers and the Padres with a first pitch at 9-11 on the West Coast. Uh, again, that's uh, all central time. Uh, over 9.5 for Angels, Orioles. Under 8 runs for Rays and Phillies. Over 8 runs for Dodgers, Padres. And what's a... Uh, this past year, over the past season, it's been a, a high-scoring affair in the games I've tuned in with that rivalry. Phillies was under? Under. Yeah, that's our over-under. Okay. Only under. Only on um, I like Rays and Phillies tonight for the parlay. Three games that I don't care about. Paul, um, Julio Jones was limited yesterday. He, I, I'm not, I don't know what he did other than run. Well, they, 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 they it had was like a jog a half through speed pace practice, or something. So he was involved fully in a jog through practice, which is a significant step. Um, what, what did Todd Downing have to say about his availability and what? what they hope to get from him prior to kickoff. Well, I'm less interested in what Todd Downing had to say and more interested in well, what Well, I'm Ryan interested Tanner in Downing because say. Downing's the new play caller that is – right now he's calling plays for Marcus Johnson where Julio Jones is going to be lined up. Yeah, but Downing is a little bit robotic, and I don't know how much we could take. It's, it's important we spend time together talking about the details of concepts. He's been working really hard in meetings with Rob Moore and everything he's able to do. Um uh, you know, when we're told what he's allowed to do, we'll do that to the best of our abilities, as full throttle as we can. As we get more and more, we get closer and closer to where we need to be. Pretty boilerplate. Yeah. That's why I'm less interested. I got you. Uh, yeah. So now you understand where I was going. Tannehill, I think more interesting. Obviously, we've been waiting for it. We're excited to get him out here. There's a lot of work for us still to do with him. We've talked through a lot of looks and seen on tape that other guys take the reps and talk through the spacing and the timing. Now it's a matter of getting out here and doing it in person. He said if they had a game this week, they could make it work. But he's indicated like he's kind of glad they don't right. so that they have more time. There, there's a Which huge exactly timing we barrier. It's not a – injuries happen. Right, but when we're stating the obvious here, they're talking about this behind the scenes. That there, there is a rapport that a quarterback has with the wide receiver, no matter how great the receiver is, and no matter how accurate the quarterback is. 
um, that they need time to mesh and gel and get used to one another. And hopefully they're able to do that over the next three weeks prior to kickoff. That's the hope. And, um, you know, how much does it take? Are there specific things that he's running that they're leaning towards early? Did he I tweak a hammy? Like, what, what's, what's we the... We don't know. I would, you know, it's definitely a leg or foot thing. I would think based on his history with feet and ankles... You know, it's speculation or, yeah. on my part. I, know. I would think it's foot or ankle. Well, they, they've left us to speculate, so or they leave we us will. To speculate on everything. Uh, yeah, that's they, my point. They want me to say they don't want to address injuries, hurt. so we'll speculate everybody injuries. Everybody was hurt in Tampa Bay, but they want me to assume that. What else do they want me to assume? Uh, they could have been holding some people out for holding people out, say. Um, I don't know. No issue with A.J. Brown. He's a full go. I knew it was a jog through, but. Yeah. AJ Brown's not wearing anything on his knees. He's he's he's. He was wearing that sleeve. That was on a his while, leg. Uh, you know, back in Nashville pre-Tampa. Now in Tampa, he wasn't wasn't working. So I I don't know that he was wearing anything. He wasn't wasn't working. Yeah. Um, I think they. You know, there a lot of guys were back. Ben Jones was back. Ben. Well, Jones I think that's significant for Henry. Yes. To get just if get a Henry's handful of carries a this weekend. You want, the, you want yes. those snaps to be behind <laughs> Ben Jones and Nate Davis, particularly Ben Jones. And and look, uh, you know Todd Downing is new at this, but don't stand up behind the podium and tell me what a great job Daniel Munyer's done. That's bullcrap. Oh man, he oh. did. Oh, <laughs> you can't do that. But this I guy, mean, it ruins your credibility. This guy, guy is snapping the football. Like, the three or four practices I've watched, uh, I, don't, I haven't seen a clean practice from Daniel Munyer yet. He's also getting pushed back on a regular basis. I mean, it's not just a snapping thing, which, look, Well, the snapping terrible. thing is unacceptable. No, right, but he settled down. He settled back to snapping regularly. But the guy's getting pushed back on a regular basis. The guy's bad. So don't say, oh, while Ben Jones was out, Daniel Munyer did a good job. Why, why do you have to say that? Uh, I guess he's, Nobody's he, pressing you to go there. <laughs> Just don't touch it. I guess he did a good job because he stayed healthy while everyone else is dropping like flies. You should, have pulled, you should have pulled the old school and said, this Daniel Munyer here? <laughs> this exact this, one? This same model? No, this exact same one. This one? Oh, okay, great. <laughs> he's awesome. I love it. Yeah, I, I don't understand. <laughs> I love the snapping. That's right. insulting. Update on, uh, update on uh, Vrabel. Uh, last I heard, he said he was... Uh, had near, not had a negative no, test. No, no symptoms. Felt good. Had the monoclonal antibody infusion. But the sore throat's gone, the earache's gone. He, he said he had virtually no symptoms remaining right. from what he felt on Sunday morning, which is great. But if he got a Tuesday. negative test today... When he spoke. Is Wednesday, he could get one tomorrow and be back. Um, you know, but he hadn't had a negative. Did test he yesterday. clarify who would be on the head coaching headset? Did not clarify. Now, As, here's another thing: we did not take assistant coaching attendance yesterday, which was a mistake by the press corps. He did not comment. He said, "We'll oh, tell you about, about contact who's tracing." There. So we don't know if assistant coaches were missing. I got you. Craig Alkerman might not have been out there yesterday. And so the plans may be shifting based on assistant coaches having been protocol. Final final thought, I'm just spitballing here. Uh, is there is Vrabel watching practice virtually? I don't know if he's watching it live, but he was asked about watching it. And he said, you know, watching it here is no different than watching it in the office. 
you know, so I'm sure as soon as it's over, it's downloaded and he's got access to it on his computer, just like he has access to it on his computer in his office. I don't know if he's throwing it on a screen behind his desk at home the way he would in his office, but he's watching it just the same. I don't know how you guys would handle it, but if, if allowed to, to watch practice, and I don't know why the rules would, be, would prevent that from happening. You could easily Bluetooth into a coach's earpiece during practice on a cell phone and watch it live and give feedback but I don't on know what you what want. You're, uh, I, I mean, you could do that. It strikes me as micromanaging. I mean, the practice is pretty scripted. You know, outside of him walking well, he moves, around. That's what I'm saying. He moves around on, a lot. On somebody and doing that. But that's from a distance that strikes you me know, as I, look, if I'm, I don't know. If I'm Mike Vrabel, I'm paid a ton of money to be the head coach of Tennessee Titans. So if I'm able to watch practice and communicate with my coaches while there, I'd, I'd be doing so. Yeah, I mean, but that's, am I watching that broad practice and saying, Jim Haslett, go up to David yes. Long and tell him X, Y, Z while I'm then losing my perspective it, on the whole thing? Well, you're probably doing it know. after practice. Right. You know, but, but He's definitely doing it after practice. But if, you're, if you're specific to uh, – uh, uh, if Caleb Farley – they're really working on Caleb Farley. Yes. If Farley's not doing something that Vrabel has called out in the past and he notices it, but the de facto head coach is off doing something with special teams, maybe you point that. I, I don't know. Maybe. But, like, it, and I, I'm just putting myself in the situation. I would want to relay that information to somebody in real time and not waste a practice. They're not going to share what sort of communication is going on there. I don't know if that's bound by rules. I don't know either. We know on game day. You can't. We saw Kevin Stefanski last year watch the game in his basement and wasn't allowed to communicate with his people. Promised a Vanderbilt food update. Yes. And I'm going to give you one right now. On the way Um, out. This coming from Teresa Walker of the AP. Vanderbilt concession stands at Vanderbilt Stadium this year will have a craft and draft stand and an end zone market. They're going to have different local selections like Slim and Huskies, Daddy's Dogs, which you can have right here at 6th and Peabody, by the way. Uh, Konica sausage, not familiar with that one. Ice Crown Colonel's Nashville popcorn, community coffee, puckets, Chick-fil-A Rivergate, and Corner Pub will all be options Delicious. at Vanderbilt football games this year. And you can order on a mobile app, and it lets you know when it's ready. And you walk right over and get it. That sounds great. I hope it's smooth. The execution of it will of the be gate. the test. Yes, David, what was the report that was that out? Every test. hot dog you eat takes how much off of the 35 your minutes. Is that right? Uh, 35 minutes and then like two minutes for every chicken wing. So have you we, done well, that, the math? We know that's false. Yeah, according, to that, according to that math, I would have died four years before I was conceived. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was going to be a question worth asking, and I got to an answer better than I expected. R.I.P. David Reed, who actually died in 2003. And yes. we never met him, but we heard he would have been a great guy. We are going to go grab some lunch here at 6th and Peabody. Yeehaw and Old Smokey uh, awaits us. You can join us as well. Quick reminder, we're back tomorrow at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, but starting next week, new time slot, starting at 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern. Hope you'll join us tomorrow across the OutKick Network for OutKick 360. Current time slot, new time slot. Don't block the box. Do lock the locks. Hey, it's Jonathan Hutton. Thanks for listening to OutKick 360. Be sure to subscribe to the show to have the latest podcast delivered to you each and every day. And give us five stars. It helps us grow our network and provide you with more great podcasts like this one.